Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. Today is Friday, June 12, 2020. And on this report, I will be talking about the madness, the insanity in which America and perhaps all of what was once Western civilization finds itself for the Castle family. This is the third week back in the office from quarantine. So far, so good. The family daughter, however, remains marooned on our small island many thousands of miles from us, but at least safe. Perhaps in July, she will be released from confinement. I've been thinking a lot lately about the concept of mass insanity, how we as a nation seem to be in the grips of it. To refresh my memory about how it all works, I consulted one of my favorite books and authors, that is Charles Mackey's Extraordinary Popular Delusions and the Madness of Crowds, written in 1841, but still very relevant today. Mr. Mackey explores the concept of mass or crowd insanity, how it is quite different from individual madness. The backdrop for the book was the tulip mania that gripped Europe in Mr. Mackey's day. People trading in the future price of tulip bulbs drove the price to an unimaginable high. In that day, it made no sense, except when looked at from the standpoint of crowd or mob action. Quote, when a man enters a crowd, he exits civilization. End quote. That's what Mr. Mackey said. He exits civilization. That is obviously just as true today as it was in 1841 as evidence I argue that a man in a riot or even a mass protest is a man in a crowd. His reason departs from him. He's driven by the hormones, the emotions of the crowd rather than his own. Men go mad in herds while they must recover their senses one by one. Frederick Nietzsche, in the same era as Mr. Mackey, said that madness is a rarity in individuals, but the rule in crowds. In a crowd, a man is not a man, but simply a face, thus the expression, he's just a face in the crowd. He is a cog in a lunatic machine. He cannot think rationally, so the crowd thinks for him. Crowds need something to unite them, <coughs> so they will always have their devils. The devil could be a policeman, could be whites, blacks, Muslims, Christians, progressives, conservatives, so on and so forth, whatever it is, each crowd has its devil. It must have its devil. It will always be a devil which inspires the crowd. I can cite no better example of crowd madness than what happened since the murder of George Floyd by Minneapolis police a few days ago. Mr. Floyd's death appeared to me to be a virtual assassination. <coughs> Three police officers hold a man down while another puts a knee on his neck for eight minutes while being filmed doing it. It appeared to be an act of cold-blooded murder, which in a death penalty state should have sent the officer to death row. The question then is, was Mr. Floyd's murder an indictment of America as a sick, racist society, as alleged by some, I argue, that it does not, and furthermore, other than Mr. Floyd's race, there's not much to indicate the attack was racially motivated. I understand the argument that some people make that if he had not been black, the officer would not have put his knee on his neck, but that argument may or may not be valid. 
Can we rationally discuss whether it is or not, whether it's valid or not? Probably not. But I'll make a few points anyway. The submission technique that ultimately killed Mr. Floyd is one taught to U.S. police forces by the Israeli military. Consult YouTube. You can find videos of Israeli instructors teaching the technique to American police. They use it to subdue Palestinians in Gaza and other places. They are deployed every day. One officer is to hold the subject's legs while the other kneels on his neck to get control of him. Does that mean Mr. Floyd's murder was not racially motivated? No, it doesn't mean that. And I admit I have no way of knowing. But there is evidence that the technique is and has been widely used against people of all races across America. The training of police in tactics and their attitude about who they are, as well as their uniforms, their weapons, have undergone a radical shift in recent years. The original shift happened when our society abandoned common law in favor of only statutory law under the common law. Police officers were commonly referred to as peace officers. Even in the Old West, sheriff was a peace officer. His job was to keep the peace by resolving differences in a peaceful manner. In our present day, however, officers don't even remember what a peace officer was because they would not recognize that term today. Instead, they're law enforcement officers because their job is to enforce the law even if the law is stupid and it doesn't make any sense. For example, Mr. Floyd's offense was trying to pass a counterfeit $20 bill in a local store. There was no indication that he made the bill himself or that he even knew it was counterfeit. There is so much bad cash now. Anyone can end up with some purely by accident. That's not a crime and certainly not intent. It's not a crime worthy of death for sure. So a peace officer would talk to Mr. Floyd, ask him where he got the bad cash, tell him to make good on his purchase if he had not done so, and then send him on his way without incident. But... A law enforcement officer pulls him out of his car and kills him with an Israeli submission tactic. One other issue with police recruitment and training involves where the officers are recruited. I'm not certain of these numbers anymore, but a couple of years ago, when there was an officer involved shooting in Dallas, I looked the numbers and found them very revealing. More than 50% of the police officers in Dallas at that time we're not only military veterans, but veterans of Iraq and Afghanistan, I'm sure. You'll believe me when I say that the rules of engagement for soldiers in combat are far different from the way police officers should think. Their military objective is killing the enemy. They confront death, death of friends, fellow soldiers each day. Sometimes it's hard to get things out of your head once they're in there. Couple the military mindset with what has come to be called Militarization of the police, you might just create a volatile situation. Weapons designed to be used by military combat units starting, started coming back to U.S. police forces under the second Bush administration and continued to some extent under Obama, although he apparently tried to stop it when he saw what was happening. So you have military weapons, uniforms, tactics, so no wonder the officers think of themselves as soldiers going to war each day. When they go out into their cities, they must face the worst, most heartless, relentless criminals each day. That wears on people sooner or later. 
What I'm saying is that a call to review and change police training and tactics makes a lot more sense than a call to abolish or defund the police. Calling for abolition, abolition of the police in a city such as Minneapolis is evidence that our cities are run by spineless lunatics. Let me use the example of Minneapolis to illustrate my point. The city council, city commission voted by a veto-proof majority to abolish their police force. Lisa Bender, president of the city council, when asked on CNN what would happen if your house were broken into, said, quote, maybe it's about time for privileged people to get a taste of what the marginalized feel like, end quote. So she assumes that if you own a home and you don't want it to be broken into, that's some kind of privilege. She went on to say that she looks forward to a police-free future. Well, I know <clears throat> that she deserves to get what she looks forward to. She deserves it good and hard. <clears throat> Perhaps Miss Bender will get a taste of what a lawless, violent city is like without people who are willing to risk their lives every day to protect it. I almost hope she does get what she wants, but I can't wish that on the people of Minnesota. We've already seen it anyway in Baltimore, especially Chicago. For example, just before Mr. Floyd was killed in Minneapolis, on the night of, August, of May 31st in Chicago, 17 black people were killed by other black people. In the month of May, 67 black people were killed by other black people on the streets of Chicago. Baltimore has comparable numbers scaled to its population. The police have been restrained in those cities, so the cities are violently out of control. Yes, law enforcement is under attack. Injustice in Minneapolis means there is injustice everywhere. That's the logic. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot perhaps takes the cake among city mayors completely paralyzed by the riot, she was unable to do anything but watch our city burn. Business owners called her begging for protection of their businesses. Her response was to say, quote, people are just effing lawless right now, end quote. Target stores as well as Walmart stores were looted and burned. The mayor expected them to just rebuild and continue. When they said, no, we're leaving and we won't come back, she was reduced to begging them. She could not, however do anything to help them, such as dispatch the police or the National Guard units to quell the riots. I do agree that the riots, not the nonviolent protest, indicate a fundamental problem in our society. The rioters and looters supposedly were feeling so much pain, so much despair from violence suffered by Mr. Floyd. They had to use violence against innocent people as a remedy. No regard for the innocent, certainly none for the free society they are destroying. The response from those in authority to the riots was groveling, crawling, begging, apology for the looters to please forgive them. Democrat members of Congress actually wore kentis. I think that's how you pronounce it, folks. They're African scars from Ghana as they kneel before the looters in an act so disgusting so revolting, even the looters could see right through it. Congress, <clears throat> especially those who run our Democrat cities, lined up to demonstrate their support of the woke values supposedly held by the looters. The fact is the looters are more often than not just in it for the free stuff and the money. 
no woke values except criminality. <clears throat> Western civilization is collapsing all around us. That much is obvious. <clears throat> what was the purpose of setting fire to St. John's Church to kill our displaced God, perhaps? Nothing civilized was spared. Not churches, not synagogues, not the World War II Memorial, and not the Lincoln Memorial. They all had to be damaged, defaced, to pay homage to Mr. Floyd. The aggrieved ones had to express their discontent by adding fuel to the fires of insanity sweeping this country in response. The system was shown to be helpless, helpless before our new woke culture. There's nothing worth protecting here, folks. Just move along. Don't leap, don't look, don't look back. Abolish the police is a woke phrase now, so insane. They have to adopt some other name for it, such as defund the police, groveling, knee-bending. Netflix does its grand part to support and pay homage to Mr. Floyd by canceling Gone with the Wind, the first movie in which a black woman won an Academy Award. So we don't want to stop by abolishing the police, no, we seek to abolish history as well. That means no future for us, folks. No future, none whatsoever. Finally, Western civilization is collapsing in motion. Always seems to shut down facts, which no longer matter. Police kill and brutalize far more whites than blacks each year. Therefore, Mr. Floyd's death is an incident which should concern every element of our society. <clears throat> it should galvanize all of us, make us support change. <clears throat> in training, <clears throat> sorry folks, in training and tactics, instead every element of our society has been trained from an early age by identity politics to hate and distrust the others. I feel as if I woke up in an alien universe and realized I have failed in my lifelong battle to transmit the blessings of liberty to my posterity suddenly, neither liberty nor civilization are assured for us or our posterity. At least that's the way I see it, folks. Until next time, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.